to another episode of Create Space, a podcast that finds joy in the art of storytelling. If I could sum up today's episode for you, I would say, take the risk. Try the thing that scares you. Give it a shot, even if you don't think you can do it. That's the lesson that I learned from current Wichita State communication student, Jacob Workentine. Jacob is a talented and skillful videographer and motion graphics editor, and he's currently in his senior year with us here in the Elliott School. I asked him to join me today on Create Space to tell you the story of how he entered a NASA Space Apps hackathon competition on a whim, basically. Now, this competition is designed for science, technology, and engineering professionals. All of the other entrants had teams of five or six people, and Jacob came in by himself as the only person there from a creative industry, and he decided to just try it and see what happens. I mean, Jacob is as fearless as they come. He put himself in this space where he wasn't for sure if he belonged, and what ended up happening is he won first place. Jacob got to travel to Boston, to present his project to a group of C-suite executives, and since then has been offered a job by the same company after he graduates. So Jacob's challenge in the competition and the project that won him first place was called On the Way to the Sun, and he was tasked with creating a project geared towards children based on the true story of the Parker Solar Probe's record-breaking mission from Earth and through the sun's upper atmosphere for the purpose of sampling particles and magnetic fields. Now, I have included a link to Jacob's video in the show notes page, so please take a moment to go watch it and then come back and join us as we meet Jacob and learn about Parker the Solar Probe and his journey to the sun. I am so excited to be featuring Jacob Workentine on the podcast today. Jacob, you are easily one of the most creative, talented, innovative storytellers that that I've ever met. Thank you for agreeing to come and do do the show with it's me. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I want to spend most of the time today talking about your award-winning children's book project. <laughs> um, however, I feel like we need to kind of build some context first uh, just to let the audience kind of know who you are. So could you give us sort of maybe a highlight reel version of your career in education as a creative storyteller thus far? Oh man. Okay. Um, well, it all started in high school. Um, one of my teachers for geography, she gave us an option. We could either write a paper or we could make a video. And I was like, I hate writing papers. So I'm going to try making a video. So I made a rap battle between America and Canada. Nice. Um, it's one of the worst videos I've created, but everyone in my class loved it. And I was like, well, there's something here. So I did some more small videos in high school. Um, and then when I was looking for college and trying to decide what I wanted to do with my future, I didn't want to be an engineer. I didn't want to go into the arts because I wanted money. So I was like, well, what's a good combination of these two? So um, I came to WSU and I saw that there was a media um, communications, electronic communications degree where I could combine these two kind of ideas of like, analytical uh, thinking and creative tendencies. Um, and I was like, well, that seems like a perfect way to go. So I took intro to multimedia and I made a bunch of videos with that. And it was like, I'm good at this. Um, this feels good. Like I, I don't hate myself for 
having to work at this a lot um, and it's something that's rewarding. So I was like, this seems like the way to go. So I've been doing that ever since and just keep trying new different things like audio, uh, video. Uh, I've gotten into graphic design recently, so mm-hmm. I'm moving on to that. Um, and this semester's special effects is what my big focus will be. Awesome. Yeah. It's like like motion graphics and special effects, like post special effects? It'll be or yeah, in camera. It'll be post special effects. Okay. Um, so I, I recreated the Ant Man um, transformation uh, effect recently and so I'm just gonna build off of that right now. That's been my my new my new thing. <laughs> I love that. You always have a new thing. Like I don't think yeah. I've ever seen you not working on something new or trying to grow something. Wow, yeah, that's what I'm so here cool. for. <laughs> So where, where does that come from? Where does your creativity come from? Do you think is it just a part of who you are? I think uh, I get I get very bored and I'm very visual too. So um, I grew up watching movies. I'm an only child, so I didn't have siblings to bother me. So I was just watching <laughs> movies and uh, reading and just uh, comic books a lot too. Um, so from that, I was like, uh, I have this good base knowledge of like, here's what's possible. And now that I have this education, I'm like, oh, I actually know how to do that. So I'll watch a movie and I'll be like, I think I know how they did that. And then I'll try to recreate it um, just because I might as well see if I can. And then it's something cool to add to the resume. And- I love that. And I think if you could have like a life motto, let's just see if I can do that is that so works for you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I That's think it's so fun. something good to have. Keeps life interesting. So let's get to the... The amazing story of Parker the Solar Probe. That's the reason, I mean, there's so much honestly about your creative journey that I could talk about, but I wanna get into Parker the Solar Probe. So just give us, walk us through, you know, how you heard about the competition, what happened, and just break down the basics of the story for us first. Okay. I was I was walking through our student union. Is the RSC the student union yes. technically? Okay, mm-hmm. I was walking through the student union. I love walking through there because there's just a bunch of weird stuff that happens all the time. And there was this Always little active. table. Yeah. There's something going on, and I like being where people are too. Um, and uh, there's this little barren table with some NASA stickers and a little banner. Two people there. There's a. Uh, it was the hackathon. It was the NASA Space Apps Hackathon. But hackathon was in big letters, so I was like, eh, it doesn't seem like it's for me. But I saw the sticker. I was like, well, I'll just talk with them, get the sticker, and then leave. Like I don't have to do anything. Um, and I talked with them, and just out of curiosity, I was like, do you have anything that's not related to like computer science or aerospace? And they were like, oh yeah, sure. We have we have a couple challenges you can do. And I was like, all right, I could I can check them out. So grab my sticker. Um, which is what I was there for. I learned that this event would be held. Um, it had free food, which was another uh, eye-opening thing. I was like, ooh, maybe I'm interested in this. Right. Free food sticker. Um, it's a 36-hour hackathon, basically, but it's not just a hackathon. Like, you can, uh, they have a lot of different challenges that people can uh, try to accomplish in these 36 hours. Um, and it's an international challenge that NASA sets up for everyone to compete in. So you have all these different countries competing in uh, whatever challenge they think they can do. Um, So schools compete. There's no age limit. Uh, You have people all the way from kindergarten to in their 70s competing all around the globe. Um, But they have different national uh, or sorry, they have different individual places that it can be held. So Wichita right. State was holding one um, and it was just a group. You could come in, do your project, you can present it to, and that's all I knew. I was like, all right, that sounds cool. Um, so the day rolled around, I signed up for it and I was like, oh yeah, I should probably go do that. And um, <laughs> you could get a team. I did not know that you should have gotten a team, like everyone else gotten a team. 
Um, I don't know many friends who would want to be stuck in a place for 36 hours just working on one thing in the middle of school with work and whatever. So I was like, I'm not going to bother them. Um, so I, w I went to it. Uh, everyone else had a team. I was alone. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I should find somebody. But everybody grouped up. I was kind of the last kid at the table. And I was like, well, I'm already here. Might as well do it. There's free food, so I'll stick around. Um, so after the initial meeting, they sent us back home. I told everyone, I was like, I'm going to be ghost for like 36 hours. So yeah. don't talk with me. <laughs> um, I don't hate you, but yeah. <laughs> this is going to be an intense 36 it's hours. It, yeah. Um, and I came up with the idea. I found uh, the challenge. I scrolled around. So uh, a majority of them are science-based. However, they have six little challenges in arts and culture. And one of them was tell a story geared towards younger audiences about the Parker Solar Probe and how it uh, essentially touched the sun um, and it must have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And that was essentially it. So they gave resources like facts about the Parker Solar Probe, their NASA data you can use. Um, and they were like, yep, you could do whatever, just tell a story. So I heard story and geared towards younger audiences and I was like, well, this is a children's story. I, I know how to do this. I could probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> Your um, life motto came into play. <laughs> I, I've actually been working on children's stories or like doing illustrations for my mom um, because in college I don't have money really and finding a new gift for parents is very hard, especially the older you get because mm -hmm. you see them less and so you're like, what should I do? Um, and she wrote a lot of poetry and they're all kind of like since children's books are poetry, I was like, oh, this is just a children's story. So I drew out some of the stanzas and I've been doing that for the past few years as just my Christmas gift. So I draw a stanza each time and eventually we're just gonna collect it into a children's book. So I've already technically been working on it and prepping it. And I was like, well, I might as well just make a full one now basically for Parker. Um, Cause it's very, it's, it's kind of geared towards children too, where it's like, it's very accomplishing. You know, we touch the sun. This is like the peak of NASA. Like right. this is totally for children, I think so. Um, I spent 36 hours, everyone else, they were all working on really smart stuff. Like, uh, <laughs> they were like mapping moon quakes in a 3d model or creating a data set that would, uh, help construction companies figure out which the best place, like what's the most safe place to work, uh, for national or like weather hazards. Like what's that look like? And I can't even begin to describe it because it's just so out of my realm. Like, okay, right. this is what, um, and every now and then the judges would come over and be like, all right, so what are you working on? I was like, well, I'm just drawing a children's book. Do you want to see, here's my little drawings. <laughs> <laughs> Parker's about to touch the sun. Yeah, come on look over. Look at this. I drew a moth. Like, <laughs> like okay. So, um, everyone would kind of just come check on me, see other, cause they were all curious. They were like, what is this loner doing? Like, yeah, just make this children's book. They're like, all right, we'll see what happens. So they all worked in that. I lost a lot of sleep. Um, I got 30 minutes of sleep, I think, and there just comes a point where it's just useless, so you just keep trucking on. Uh, they gave us energy drinks and food and whatnot, so it was all good. Um, and I didn't realize this, but they also had companies there too, like local companies that were, they were essentially using this as a scouting position. So oh. they were piggybacking off of the NASA challenges, like, okay, this could be a hiring event. Um, yeah, smart. So, yeah, it's very smart. And now the, some of those companies are thinking of just doing their own too. Um, so it, it seems like it's going to be a very popular trend of like having these challenges set up because it's a great hiring event too. Like you got to show off your stuff and meet new people, network. It's right. awesome. Um, so uh, the awards time comes and they have uh, third place is like a fancy cooler that's Bluetooth. I don't know what a Bluetooth cooler looks like, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, second place was some AirPods, and first place was a trip to Boston to see one of the 
uh, scouting companies. Uh, you get a tour of their facility and you get to talk with them and then the possibility of an internship with them too. It was like, uh, you get to present your project that you created to these head um, titles and positions at this company. Um, and I was like, like the oh. C-suite or something. Yeah, like yeah. you get the you get the big people, the head honchos there. Yeah. And I was talking with some of the other groups. I became good friends with some of them. I was like, oh, you know what? It'd be it'd be pretty funny if I got to read a children's book to some some big, large, important people. <laughs> They're like, that would be pretty funny. Um, so I ended up presenting. Everyone else did their job. Uh, I went up all alone. Uh, my team name was just Jacob. I thought that got it's my point best. across. <laughs> and I presented it. Um, and then they did their judging for, they were like, okay, now go eat while we judge. And so it's like your stomach's in knots because you've been working 36 hours. And it's oh, yeah. like, I don't know if I want to eat right now. So You're tired and nervous. And yeah, tired, nervous. Everyone else is doing their own thing. And you get to see what everyone else is doing. You're like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Um, and so they came back and they announced third place. Uh, there was only five groups, too, which I was lucky about because a smaller pool to get from. So there's a higher chance of like being positioned in three. Um, they announced third place, they announced second place, and I was the only team left, and I was like, oh my god. And so they announced me, and I walked up, and had this confetti going off, and I was like, wow, I'm actually going to present a children's book to these head honchos. That's so cool. <laughs> um, and because it was actually worked out great, because they didn't expect one person to win, so they also brought second place along with the trip, too. And I, I think I remember you saying that the people who got second place they were like the team that you kind of connected with the most. So it yeah. kind of worked out that you all got to go together. They were the lunch table next to me, essentially. That's <laughs> so. The, I've heard this story like several times at this point, and I don't think I ever heard that there was confetti. Yeah. Somehow that makes it so much more fun to me. It was, it was very dream state. I was like, what the heck is going on? And I was sleep deprived too. So I was just like vibing completely up there. I was like, wow. <laughs> Man, I just remember you either emailing me or texting me. I can't remember how you reached out, but somehow or the other, it was like, hey, can I come by? I have some news that I think the Elliott School might be interested in. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, what in the world? What is going yeah. on? Oh my gosh. And <laughs> I think I said to you, like, the anticipation, are you kidding me right now? But man, I remember all of us were floored and so excited. Yeah, it was great. I, it, it felt very important because everyone else was engineering or computer science, because that's how it was marketed. So I was yeah. the only one there that was doing something a little bit different. So I kind of felt like the, the odd sheep out with it. So I was yeah. like, oh, cool. We beat these engineers. <laughs> there you go. And, wanna, you know, yeah. you beat them. And also what I find fascinating is that you also befriended them because I can oh, see yeah. in another world, if you were a different type of person that they might have thought, who is this guy coming into <laughs> our competition? You know, but, but because of you and your vibe and your energy and the way that you approach things, it seems like no one took you that way. Like everyone oh, thought, yeah. oh, look at this, just Jacob. Let's, yeah. you know. I was oh. just grateful to be there. Have some free meals for a weekend. <laughs> yeah. So I have more questions about like kind of the whole experience, yeah. but since you have already gone to Boston just very recently, yeah. let's move on to that part and talk okay. about the second phase. What was what all happened there? Um, it was it was very cool. So the other team went me, with me too, mm -hmm. um, and I was kind of talking with them beforehand. They they scheduled it out. They were kind of seeing what our projects were, so they could gear um, anything else they had towards us, so it became uh, more oriented that way. So there's a lot of prep that went into it, um, and I was like, okay, there's there's probably a job opportunity out of this. And I talked with the other team. I was like, are, are you ready for the interview portion? They were like, eh, I don't. I think they're kind of just showing off their facilities. And I was like, oh. All right, I still get a free trip cool. to Boston. So I went there, 
Um, they, everyone was very fancy. We were all dressed up in more free food this time. It was like awesome. Um, they showed us Boston. They spared no expense. You know, like all these. I've never been in like this situation where it's like, yes, you have these corporate meals and you know, yeah. all that fancy stuff. And it was like, ooh. Here we are. <laughs> You're wine and dined. Yeah, I was like very fancy. Yeah, they're they're just fanning me up for this. I'm like, cool. Um, and they showed off their stuff. Uh, it's a it's uh, I don't know what I can reveal about. I don't know. Got to be think, careful about not yeah. revealing too much. That's understandable. We had to sign some NDAs and whatever. It was very. It's a it's a technology company, so uh, they focus on software a lot, um, and they. They work with like 30,000 companies, I think. So they said with us that we use, uh, from the time we woke up in our hotel to coming to the building, we've used 10 of their products that wow. they've worked with. And I was like, what a quick flex with that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it definitely showed off with what they were showing off. They have like 3D printing and um, just AR stuff, uh, a lot of modeling too. So they they showed us all of that and they were like, okay, well, the the CEOs are coming, um, so get your project ready. Um, I decided to go first. I was like, whatever, I don't care. Um, I was talking with some of the videographers too. They they had their own little videographer crew there. It was just one person, but I was talking with her because I was like, I get it. Everyone else is like, uh, it's very scientific and you know, mm -hmm. all this lingo that I'm not certain about. Um, I, I could still appreciate it. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like this is Tony Stark level. <laughs> But, um, but whenever you found your people. I found my people. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, what's your history? And so she talked to me about that. And so I was like building a little bit of a connection there too. Um, and then we had the manager of marketing for the North America section of this company. Um, she was the person who I was targeting basically for my presentation. So I went up, I presented. Um, and at this point, I knew some of the other people, some of the other teams that work in this company. And I was like, well, does anybody have any questions here? Everyone was laughing too, like they appreciated. Oh, I should say I created a, uh, a reading rainbow video for this because I can't print off a book in 36 hours. Um, so that was basically what I was presenting was just this video. Um, and uh, one of the teams, I was like, does anybody have any questions about this process or whatever? And one of them was like, you're studying UX design this semester, right? And I was like, I sure am. And she's like, okay. And so she wrote a little note down. I was like, I think that's a good sign. Um, and then the the manager was of marketing for the North America section. She was like, I don't think a lot of people in this room appreciate like what goes on with this production value. Cause to us, you know, it's just a short little video, but um, I know the behind the scenes, like everything that she had to do to get to this point too. So I really appreciate this. Um, and she created a position for me. Uh, she was like, Are you have any plans after graduation? I was like, nope, not really. She was like, all right, um, I'm gonna make a position for you, five hours, and then we'll get it running and your people can contact my people. I was like, cool, sounds good. That's amazing. Um, so they created a position for me. And the other team was like, well, I guess you were right. You were getting a job out of this. I, was like, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, and then I met some more people who are more oriented towards my thing. They have English majors working there. They have. Um, somebody who is very familiar with my background too, or similar to my background, he's also working there. So I've been talking with them. Um, yeah, so that's, that was the end goal. So now I know what I'm doing after college. <laughs> Which is, I mean, yeah, every, every college kid's dream, right? Yeah. To it's, have it's a plan nice. afterward. And <laughs> it's incredible. I, I love listening to you tell this story because you tell it with such a, almost like mundane quality like it's an everyday thing oh. <laughs> and it's just so it's so crazy and i think what i find most interesting about the whole thing from start to finish is how completely fearlessly you approached the opportunity oh. yeah 
how does that happen? And now you just waltzed into a thing that you didn't know much about, put yourself out there, said, I could maybe do that, went to Boston, got a job. <laughs> how do you do that? How I, do you take risks like that? Um, I think it, it, it comes from, and I've, I've recently learned about this from TikTok too. Uh, TikTok teaches me so much. Self-diagnose. Yeah. You just find all sorts of stuff about you there. Right. Um, I've learned, and this kind of goes in hand with my acting background too, where uh, some people with social anxiety will get to a point where you can and you can put yourself into a scenario and you kind of have an out of body out of bleh, out of body experience with it. Mm -hmm. um, so with acting, it's very similar because you memorize the script and you're like, okay, this will happen, this will happen, this will happen. So you kind of just go through the motions. And you're um, being someone else. You're being someone else yeah. essentially. So uh, with that. Um, and other opportunities in my life, I kind of, uh, it comes to a point where you're like, well, why not just do that? Um, cause a lot of good things have come from just putting yourself in weird scenarios and, um, you know, you've got nothing to lose. Like, I don't know these people. Uh, something that's helped me is that, uh, usually if I'll enter a new scenario, um, like this, for instance, like a hackathon, I will never see these people again, probably. Right. Um, cause they're in a whole different college. Like I'll never see them again. And now I work with them um, <laughs> but <laughs> beforehand. I was like, yeah, I have nothing to lose. Um, I might as well just do this. Um, and, uh, especially after COVID too, where it's like, I have to take hold of like every opportunity I get because I'm very lucky and I'm paying for this college experience and this is a part of it. So. Mm -hmm. um, I might as well do it, even if I feel awkward, because something good will probably come. And if not, I can just go home and better experience from that. Right. Yeah. Nothing to lose. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fantastic mentality, honestly. It really is. The other part for me as an educator, and we've talked discussed this somewhat, and I know the dean of our college was also very interested in this part of the of the story, mm -hmm. is that the whole experience really benefit or really highlights the benefits and the strengths of an interdisciplinary approach mm. to education and that sometimes we get stuck in, well, these are my skills and talents, so I'm gonna spend time with other people with my skills and talents, when in reality, sometimes combining those people can create something really amazing. Yeah. Um, so what was it like working within, I mean, I know you worked on your own, mm -hmm. but you were a part of this bigger thing that was completely out of your industry. What was that like? It was, it was very daunting. It made me appreciate like how teams are built too. Um, so one of the teams, the second place winning team, um, they were, I learned this on the trip. They were set up from the beginning to just be like the Avengers of, you know, skills and talent. So, uh, the people I connected with, they kind of had a media background. Like they also do special effects stuff. One of them built an Iron Man suit, um, <laughs> just with 3d printed stuff and like it could actually shoot off things. And I was like, oh my goodness. So, um, hearing about their backgrounds, I was like, oh wow, this is like, it's cool to see a collaboration just, uh, come to fruition, especially, um, how each person, even if it may not be uh, oriented towards the project they're working on, but just how their team dynamics work with communication. Mm -hmm. Like you can tell which leaders come out of it. Like they, the leaders typically, um, or sometimes in a group, like they may not even know what they're doing, but they know that their team knows what they're doing. So they rely on the people who they know can actually get it done. Right. Um, which is one of my favorite parts of seeing, like having a leader uh, who, an unsuspected leader, like someone you would never expect to lead the team who may not know anything, but they know who knows the right things to do. So um, it's very cool to see that um, 
and it comes out in the final project too. So with their group, they had a full 3D modeled video from it because um, they had one person there. They had one person working on data. Um, they had one person who was kind of marketed oriented. Um, and with their presentation, you could see like, oh, wow, this is like, it all comes together with this too. Like you can see who could explain what best. And when they were asked questions, like they knew who to call on. Um, so there, it just prepares you more for uh, difficulties that could come about with it. Yeah, there was a, I can't remember which like personality quiz or something or other oh, okay. that I took, um, you know, one of those Myers-Briggs or strengths mm -hmm. or something. Um, but one of the options on this particular one was a maximizer. And I remember my friend Kyle got that as his and oh, we were yeah. kind of talking about it. And, and I was like, oh, that makes so much sense <laughs> as someone who sees the ability in others and knows how to maximize that in a team environment. Mm -hmm. That's such a skill. And it's oh, exactly yeah. what you were just talking about, yep. which is, and it's hard to find people who are really, really good at that. And it's hard to like give them opportunities too. Cause sometimes they'll, cause they compare themselves to other people and they realize, Oh, I don't have these skills, but right. meanwhile, their skill is utilizing the people who have the skills. And so giving them that platform to actually experience that is so important. Yeah. You know, and that brings me kind of to the next point of, you know, when when we talk about you walking into this place, we almost talk about it from a sense of, oh, all these people making apps, oh, all these people doing this, and, mm -hmm. and I'm just over here making a little kid's story. Yeah. It, you know, we're almost downplaying it in a sense, which I don't mean to do, um, but I think that, that societally, that's what we all do. We sort of see certain jobs as harder or people as smarter or whatever, mm -hmm. um, but, Truth be told, I think your creativity and your liberal arts and sciences education is is what helped you win this, right? So, it is. so what, in your eyes, what set you out over the top? Like, what made you stand out? I talked with the judges about this, um, and this comes with uh, this benefit of my communications degree because of all my public speaking experience. Right. Um, I. Uh, I put a lot of time into my presentation. Other teams did not. Um, they, so the judges, there was a question portion, a Q and A portion. So I was prepared for anything. I was like, I have my reasons behind why I made the decisions of, you know, putting a moth character instead of a human, just having all these being prepared for anything, which comes from social anxiety too. Um, <laughs> it helps out. Uh, so I was, they saw me, uh, practicing, around an hour before we had to present, I was just talking to myself in the corner, which looked creepy. It's like but, a forensics thing. Yeah, it was. It felt like forensics. Yeah. And a lot of these groups, they've never had that experience of like having to pitch their idea um, and what looks good in a pitch and what really shows out in a company. Um, so when I presented it, I was, uh, I had some humor in it. Um, there was no awkward pauses. Um, I tried to limit my ums, which I'm not doing now. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I had questions ready for them too. I knew what points they would probably bring up. Um, and I, they, I talked with them and they were like, yeah, that's really what made you stood out because with the CS majors, they haven't been in this situation before, mm -hmm. um, where they have to show off or have to know what their audience wants out of their project. So I knew what they were looking for. I knew, uh, how I should explain the whys behind of what I did. Um, yeah. It really helped out, uh, set me apart from the rest of the groups. Yeah, sharing your vision. Like it's it's one thing to make something and make your vision happen. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to be able to take that and transmit it to someone else and share it to someone else in a way that they understand it, mm -hmm. in a way that's effective to them and entertaining to them or informative or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Yeah. It's a whole different ball game. It's mm -hmm. a whole different skill set. And 
that this is such a great testament to yeah. those skills that we try to tell everyone are so important, but aren't always given the value that they deserve, mm -hmm. yep. you know? Yeah. So how do you, we talked earlier about how you're always doing something new. You're always coming up with stuff. And, and I know that visual effects is something that you're kind of wanting to look into. Mm -hmm. Let's say over the next few years, um, are there any specific types of projects or new things or new directions that you would like to go? That's a big question. Yeah. Okay. So for my next project, I think it'd be cool to do a documentary. Um, I wanted to make one. If I didn't get a job, I would, I would try making one about AI art. Um, I think that world moved too fast though. Uh, I love That's video fair. essays. I've been deep diving into them with YouTube. Because uh, they're they're honestly film level quality, and it's just these single people that are like, yeah, well, just it takes months to put out, but the quality is just so good. And I was like, I think that would be super cool. I've never worked on something really long form, so just uh, finding time to do that and having that experience would be, I think it would be awesome to do. And then I could maybe meet some more people from that, enter some competitions, you know, have a new network come from it. I think that would be fun. That's wonderful. And just take take any opportunities that come your way, huh? Yeah, yep. I'm See also if you can try it. I'm doing a bunch of freelance stuff right now. Uh, I think doing more photography stuff. I've been getting into concert photography lately. Oh, cool. Um, it's been very fun. I've worked with some big name, or a big name. <laughs> Not <laughs> hey, some big go. names, yeah. Can but you tell us who it was, or is it? It was Sammy Ray and the Friends. They're, they're nice. awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. They're very cool. I, their manager's great, too. Like They're just awesome crowd to be with. Wow. So, okay, we know what's kind of coming next for you. Yeah. What's what's coming next for, or is anything coming next for Parker the Solar Probe? Does no. your <laughs> does your video, does your project get to grow anymore from here? Or do you see it growing or is it kind of, is this what it is? I don't think it'll grow anymore, but I will try to use it. Because um, the company that I was, uh, uh, they're setting up the internship for me. Um, they want to set up their own competition. So I'll okay. probably use this as like inspiration for it or testimonial. I definitely want to help out with the space apps, uh, community more. Um, I made it to global finalists. So like, I'm sure it, wherever I go, I can find some local place that I could be like, Oh, I would love to be a part of this and like yeah. advertise this to whoever's, you know, setting up that little table. Like I would be to, I would love to be the guy at the little table handing out stickers, like seeing what new talent you could find with it and just showing right. it off. <laughs> that would be a full circle experience that you picked up a sticker from a table and now you're the guy at the table. I'll give them out. Yeah. I would love to do that somehow. <laughs> do you think in, you know, in your lifetime that you could, that you would write the Parker, the solar po probe, children's book like actually publish the book that was my plan f to bring it to the the uh, trip to boston i was planning on publishing it i just did not have time That's um fair. so i probably won't i don't think um it's expensive <laughs> oh that's a good point if i get money then sure i got i got nothing else to do probably that'd be cool to just say yeah i published a children's book whatever find someone to publish <laughs> it for you i mean yeah. you know there's probably ways to figure that out yeah yep so because once I saw when I saw the video, I thought to myself, I would buy this book. Yeah, like, I would absolutely read this to my children. And I think a lot of people would. So that would be a really neat experience for everyone to get to experience that in a book. I think it would be cool. I'll have to see if NASA's down for it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it sounds like be they've been happy to give you every opportunity you could do anything with. So yep. <laughs> maybe they'd help you publish a book, too. Who knows? Maybe have a little slice of the moolah, too, from all the 
cash flows that will be raked in from parking. Yes, yes. <laughs> Probably not, but yeah. You never know, right? You can manifest that or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so last final question. Yeah. As someone who did it, do you have any advice for someone else listening who's afraid to jump into something new, afraid to take that risk or that opportunity? Um, I think if you have nothing to lose, you might as well. There's this, since I'm very visual, somebody laid out uh, in one of my health classes, they're like, okay, here's this line of string on a large table we have. And here's a kidney bean. A kidney bean is one year. So how old are you all? You're like, what, 18? And so they filled up 18 kidney beans along this line. They're like, all right, look at how much life you have left. Um, you know, everyone's worried about like, oh my God, this is the the life altering decision I'll make that will ruin everything. But you know, you have this much time left. You might as well do something new or learn something because um, you never know what ways it'll come back in that much time you have left in life um, to help you out. And even if you are older, if you're like 80 kidney beans in, you know, <laughs> might as well, because you can inspire a new generation to keep learning something or keep trying new things because this world is, I always like to say this, the world is an oyster. There's so much to do with it too. Even if you live in Kansas, you can still find some stuff to do. Right. <laughs> stuff to learn. Um, and if you're a Jeopardy contestant too, like everything you learn help out with it it'll always yeah if you can't use it anywhere else you can use it if you're a jeopardy it's contestant. Jeopardy. that's always my excuse for learning something it's like it's could help out with jeopardy when i get on it that's the <laughs> best excuse ever well i i love that and thank you for for being on um yeah. i was excited to interview you because i've told you this so many times but from the moment <laughs> i met you it was just like something's different here like this this guy just does things that other people would not do or don't do for whatever reason. And it's inspiring to watch you just take opportunities and run with them. And I think oftentimes you don't realize how good you are. Oh. <laughs> um, so I like to take every opportunity I can to tell you that well, thank you. <laughs> and share and share that with other people. So yeah. um, thanks so again. I appreciate it. And please keep me posted. I, I'm, I'm just not thinking about the fact that when you graduate, you won't be here at the Elliott School anymore. I'm in denial, but please keep us all posted on your growth and Parker the Solar Probe's growth if anything Absolutely. happens for him. Yeah. Uh, and thank you again. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening today. This is a story that I have wanted to share for so long. I am beyond proud of Jacob, and I've learned so much from him during his time in the Elliott School. And again, I have included a link to Jacob's video in the show notes page, and it is absolutely something that you don't want to miss. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week on Create Space. Create Space.